Yeah, on the Solid Dog Blues and Roots here, interview with Joe Louis Walker. Yeah, Joe Louis coming out uh, to the Byron Bay Blues Fest for two shows. Yeah, Easter 2018. And that'll be exclusive, uh, Turnhounds. We talked to uh, Joe Louis a little while back uh, about uh, his stuff. Uh, uh, living uh, early days with uh, Mike Bloomfield, uh, uh, singing the gospel from uh, his background in Mississippi, all sorts of things. And not to mention uh, blues music awards, Grammy awards, and anything else. Oh yeah. Yes, hello, it's uh, Sully Dog uh, Blues and Roots here in uh, Melbourne, Australia. And uh, welcome uh, welcome to uh, Australia. I understand you're coming out to Byron Bay Blues Fest uh, in the new year. Oh, yeah, man, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great thing. Um, you've been here before, obviously. I think I've seen you at the Byron there doing some great stuff. Well, I think this is my fourth or fifth time at the festival. Yes, I know. It's um, becoming a, re- a regular thing for you. Oh, yeah, I love it, man. Yeah, it's a pretty good thing. And, um, look, uh, we've got some time to talk about um, your background, and um, let's just talk about, firstly, the uh, the latest record, um, which has been nominated for a Grammy, uh, which, is a, which is a pretty good thing. Everybody wants a piece. Uh, can you tell us sort of the background of that, that album? Well, um, that... that the cool thing, the fun thing about that album is that it was um, a lot of the songs were stuff that we, me and the guys in the band, have been doing, you know, at sound checks, traveling and touring. And so we, um, when it came time to make the record, I said, well, you know, let's just do the stuff that we've been doing in the sound checks, you know, with the band. Let's just do it straight in the studio, you know, with very little overdubbing. Let's just go in and play like we play at the sound checks. Yeah, and that was the fun part about it was that you know it was the band and uh, no guests. Uh, I mean, we had one person sitting in with us, but basically not much guest or none of that. It was just, and that's what was rewarding about it is that you know if you see records now, a lot of them are, are nominated or something, then they'll have a bunch of guests, and you know that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's, yeah. it's really fulfilling to have it to be you know the guys that you know you're in the trenches with, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was a great picture. We had some great tracks on there. And um, that came out a couple of years ago, didn't it? And, and um, about 2015. Uh, yeah, that, that came out in 2015. And um, we're, we're finishing on on another project now. We hope to have it released by the beginning of next year before we get to Byron Bay. Ah, great, great, great. <coughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's a great piece of work. And... Um, I think you've had about 25 albums, so there's a, there's a hell of a back catalogue there. <laughs> yes, yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. But tell me, um, from from uh, I think you started playing guitar when you were about eight. Is that correct? Well, I started playing with instruments um, 
you know, I'll be quite honest, there wasn't much I could play at eight, you know, but I, I was you know, messing around. At first, I started with the violin and the accordion, and I finally got, you know, got to the guitar, and, uh, you know, that was, uh, I still mess around with the other instruments, but, I mean, guitar is my main instrument. Right. What sort of, um, what, what sort of connected you with the guitar? Well, I think it was my father. My father um, used to play all the guitar players, musicians, and piano players where he came from in Mississippi. Yeah. And so he would play stuff with T-Bone Walker and, and Holland Wolf. Guys were, you know, Wolf and those guys were from the area he was from. So, you yeah. know, he he got to, he was familiar with that. You know, that was what he grew up on. And so he just played that in my ear, sort of uh, was attuned to it, you know, and and so he sort of blew me up on on uh, the Wolf and and uh, Sonny Boy Williamson number one and two and different yeah. stuff for guys out of Mississippi where he came from and so uh, it's it just one of those things where I was the, the one of the kids in the family that really took to it. Right, yeah. And there were there other kids uh, in the family that took to other instruments or everybody went guitar. Well, my cousins, they my, all my cousins, we had a band and one cousin could play anything. Right? And Bobby, he could play anything, and, and uh, my other cousin was a great, great drummer. And my other cousin played bass, and he became he, he turned professional before all of us. So uh, when he left, that's when I took his place. And right. I, I don't know about 1964, I was playing with my cousins, and till about 66 when I left home, and then I, I became really professional, joined the union, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, you were just playing uh, in your teens around, and then uh, I heard a story. You used to live with Mike Bloomfield. Yes. Yeah, when the grass looks greener, that's when I'll say goodbye. Yeah. Talking with Joe Louis Walker, Solid Dog Blues and Roots. loved him because he lived and breathed music yeah yeah for sure for sure and um and uh, i guess um, there's a lot of uh, between the two of you would have been a lot of blues pedigree there well i think michael had a, a lot more experience than i did you know when, when he came to california he would already yeah. played you know with the muddy and all those guys and and he was a, he had just quit the Paul Butterfield Blues Band and was starting a group called the Electric Flag. Yeah, I remember and that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and so um, that's that's what, it, what he was doing. And after that, he just sort of had lost the taste for the, the music business. Not the music, but the business end. He just never did like it. And, uh, he just became somewhat of a recluse. Yeah, yeah. And, and, um, and I guess, 
look at your your music over the years. There's a lot of different influences. Um, you know, talking about early influences, that's fine. But um, I think you do you quote. You said somebody uh, don't be afraid to add other cultures into your sound. Um, what was that about? Because is, is that um, your, your take on blues has always been not as traditional as others? Um, you, you're getting farther and farther away. Hello, can you hear me? Harder to, a little bit better. Can you hear me there? Yeah, I can hear you better now. Oh, that's great. I was just saying, um, you have a lot of uh, influences on your music and, uh, and not so much always the traditional blues. And um, there was a quote you had that said, uh, don't be afraid to add other cultures into your sound. And what was, that? What was the background of that? Well, I mean, I didn't start off as a blues guitar player. Uh, no more than Chet Atkins started off as a country guitar player, or Django Reinhardt started off as a gypsy guitar player, or Keith Richards started off as a rock. Nobody, everybody just starts off as a guitar player. Yeah. And, the, and as you're a guitar player, you pick up all kinds of music along the way if you open your ears and open your mind and open your heart. And if you, you find, wow, that, 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 that fits good in what I'm doing here in this song. And so that's what I meant when I made that statement. And if you go back to any music that you, well, I go back to the music that I grew up on in the 60s, it was all cross-pollinated. Everything was all mixed up all uh -huh. the time. So yeah. you, you could hear all kinds of stuff together. And, and so that's, that's what I, I, um, with, what piques my interest is, and it makes a musician get out of his, his comfort zone. Yeah. When you get out of your comfort zone is when you find new things. Yeah. You know, if you keep doing the same thing, it, it's nothing wrong with that, but you, you keep, you, if you try new things, then, you know, if, if Bob Dylan had never tried, if he'd never done electric music, you would have never had like a Rolling Stone. You no, know, right. so yeah. I mean, that's, that's just one part of it. You know, if Jimi Hendrix would have just kept, if Jimi Hendrix would have just kept backing the Isley Brothers and backing Ike and Tina Turner and Little Richard, he'd have never been uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. You know, he'd yeah. have been just a sideman. So, yeah. it, in, in, in that, that's the context that I mean it in. Ah, uh, man, uh, I understand. So, you've got to always push those boundaries and, and uh, look for something new. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, for me, an, an artist, is someone that's always searching, a la John Lennon, a la Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye could have kept doing two-minute, three-minute songs, but he stretched out to what's going on. Um, yeah. Stevie Wonder could have done the same thing, but he stretched out with um, um, fulfilling the first finale in Talking Book, where he, he literally went to the studio with the synthesizer for one day and stayed for three years. You know, yeah. And out of it, he got three albums that were groundbreaking albums, well, Stevie was pushing himself. Although the record yeah. company wanted him to stay the same and stay little Stevie Wonder, he didn't do it. And yeah. to his credit, and usually when you get that, you always have somebody in the music business who say, or any business say, well, no, 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 you're doing great, just stay where you're at. Or, no, 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 that doesn't sound right. And then a year later, everybody's doing it. You know, yeah. but if you'd have never, you know, took and, taken that chance, then you would just have stayed pat. And do you think the record labels push that? They like to keep on a good thing? Well, put it like this. <laughs> if you sell a, a six, six zillion copies of, yeah, 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 
the first thing the record company is going to say is, can you put that in every song? Can you put yeah, yeah, yeah in everything? Or woo! And, and the John Lennon said, hell no. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that for the rest of my damn life. You know, and, and it's a good thing he did because you fast forward it, you get Imagine with no Beatles, just him, <laughs> okay? And you yeah. get a real good feeling of what he's about. Now, now you've, you've had a few um, uh, labels over the years, Hot Tones, Stony Place, Alligator. Um, is, is that what drives you to move labels? Was a lie. You told me you loved me, woman, that was a lie. All you telling me while I'm sitting here crying. Yeah, I'm a dog uh, talking here with uh, Joe Louis Walker about. Uh, career and uh, coming out to Byron uh, Bay Blues Fest uh, Easter 2018. That's okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, no, I mean labels like anything else. You you know you you have a three record deal. You do your you do your business and and you move on. Yeah. You know, unless you want to stay with that label forever. But usually, you know, <clears throat> you, you, when you want to do something different, when you want to make a change, usually it, 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 you might change musicians, you might change um, uh, your direction, you might change um, uh, record companies, you know. Um, uh, and usually when you make a change, somebody the record company has to get it. You know, yeah. you, well, hey man, well, you know, you're having great success with just the blues guy, man. What do you want to? Why, why do you want to put power, power on your records, Joe? Because yeah. I like power, power. <laughs> yeah, they can play anything. So yeah. why can't I play with my homeboys? You know? Yeah, you yeah, know, I understand, and then uh, you know, it just interesting to see that the number of labels over the years, and that's just fine. I mean, and and the alligator, alligator records have a sound, and I guess there's Bruce Igor. And um, you know everybody has, has a particular focus when when they uh, when they when they work with artists. I guess that's a good thing. And look, you had a gospel period too, didn't you? You went to university, got a degree in music and English, and uh, yeah, a, a gospel period there. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Well, I, I just um, you know I went to play with a friend of mine's gospel group, and I tell everybody I went for one gig and I stayed for ten years. Huh? Well, it, it was just something that. Uh, uh, gospel music is, is part of my heritage. It's part of my roots. It's what I sang in church when I was a kid. So it was just a natural for me. And so when I when I got to be well known, I would have gospel groups on every just about every record I've done. I've had gospel groups on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there are quite a few gospel songs too. All, all the gospel um, uh, spiritual connection too. Some of them. Yeah, well, I like to do what I call the inspirational songs. You know, I don't like to preach to people. I, that's not what I do. I'm, I'm, music's my religion. 
so I'm I'm not a very organized religious person. Um, yeah. I, although you know I I don't denigrate anybody for their faith, but for me, um, music's my religion, and so I, I I if I can you know there's there's something special about yeah. gospel groups singing in in it, it just lifts you up, and I yeah. like the the being being lifted up with music because to me that's what music's about. Yeah, yeah. Look, your writing um, and your your uh, lyrics and and all that is, uh, I mean, uh, what's the basis? Did you find that came easy to you, or is it something you worked on over the years? Well, you know, I, I think for me, I try to write like people talk. I yeah. try to. Uh, um, you don't need a thesaurus to understand uh, yeah. uh, um, someone, you know, um, like Muddy Waters. You don't need a thesaurus. To understand Neil Young, when yeah. you know he, he says "rocking in, in free world," you know damn well what he means, you yeah. know. And so I try to do like now. You can have people there, you know, where it's it's all imagine, you know, it's all imagery, like Bob Dylan on some things. But Bob Dylan can write any kind of way. But Paul Simon, a lot of you know imagery and this and that and the other, and that's all fine and nice. But to me, people don't talk like that. No, no, no. That's that's right. And um, well, yeah, and you, every every uh, storyline has to have a hook, I guess, that, that uh, people can can relate to, and um, and some and some good things there. Tell me about your singing. Um, when did you start singing? Was, was that something you started with a guitar and uh, early instruments, um, or it just came natural to you, um, or was it in the family? You, you said you sang in church. What's the background of the? all my life uh, you know it's different when you become a front man because you have to literally get used to your own voice and, yeah. and nine out of ten people I know you know um, whether it's Al Green or whomever they just don't like their own voice yeah. you know you, you literally have to get used to your own voice and once yeah. you do then you hear you might hear what other people hear in your voice because we all sound you know like uh, Paul McCartney in the shower you know <laughs> <laughs> but when you get out of that shower and you try to sing that high part, please, 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 you just try it. <laughs> you know, you don't try it at home. 
Because you don't see them make the stop. Yeah, you were saying good when yeah. no one's else listening, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all sound good in the shower. Yeah, that's right. That's a good line. And uh, Blues Hall of Fame, you've obviously been connected in there um, uh, many times, and um, I think you've um, you, you're, uh, been up for many awards in that area. Um, well, I'm fortunate. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate. You know, people seem to to um, to trust me as a yeah. musician. You know, they, I, they know that when they hear my music, I'm not doing something just to do something nine times out of ten I, I will have a reason for yeah. doing it you know yeah. not just to uh, introduce a certain element or have somebody with a name on the record it's got to make sense you know yeah yeah no I understand so you know congratulations on that that's not, not, not an easy thing to win uh, as everybody's aware and tell me um, just on the technical side um, favorite guitars amplifiers um, how do you work with the te- technology side of it well, I mean, uh, I, I'm, I started playing when there weren't any any wow wow pedals or, or this and that and the other, so I can play without them, you yeah. know. Um, but I, I do have some, you know, some toys. I got wow wow pedals and and little backwards pedals and all these type of things. But I use them very sparingly, you know. To be yeah. quite honest, I, I play I play uh, all kind of guitars, but now I've been playing a Zemitis more than anything. I've been playing with some Midas guitars more than anything, and I have my own model. Uh, it's called a Cara, C-A-R-A, and it's called a Cara Joe Louis Walker Hellfire guitar, yeah. and that's that's a different thing. So, um, but I, I've got a few different kinds of I got Stratocasters and some Gibsons, and, but I play mostly Zemitis and Cara guitars. Yeah, so you um, you're comfortable with, uh, with that kind of sound, obviously. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it great things. And, and the, the current tour, you, when you're coming out to Byron Bay, uh, you're going to be touring uh, elsewhere in Australia, or you're going uh, as a part of a broader na- international tour? No, no, no. It's, it's just an exclusive thing uh, to uh, to Byron Bay. We're doing two shows in Byron Bay, and um, and and that's the, we're just doing those two shows. Uh, last time I was there, I did a month tour. Um, that was 2013 for XABC. Um, that was a lady named Elisa Johnson and, yeah. and, and their company, and we had a great time. And um, before that, when I did uh, Byron Bay, I, I did a couple of uh, uh, shows. One at a place called the Garage, and uh, with with uh, with Warren Haynes, and another show with Warren Haynes somewhere. And then we did Byron Bay. Yeah. Um, but this time around, it's just those two two days, uh, and then um, uh, we uh, head back to the United States. But we're we're pretty lucky. They're pretty exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> make sure everybody has to get their Peter Nobles uh, doing his sums. Everybody can come and listen to Joe Louis Walker at Byron only. Um, which yeah. is a good thing. This is a good thing. And with your international touring, um, you do lots of festivals around the world. What's some of your other um, popular things you really love? Other places you really love to go to? Well, I mean, I. I, I... <laughs> I love different cultures, and, and so uh, if I go to Thailand, if I go to Israel, I enjoy the culture. I've got I've been to Israel seven times, several times. Um, yeah. Thailand, Thailand, um, Lebanon, Turkey, yeah, different places. So this year we went to China, to Beijing, yeah. and played there. And so um, I, I just enjoy the different cultures. Uh, to be quite honest. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, well, that's a, a, a good thing to do because, I mean, um, but the reverse side of that is, uh, do they all understand the music you play? Is that the well, it's funny, language? you know, people, yeah, you know, I mean, people understand it, and, you know, I can be in Japan, and the opening act will be singing Sweet Home Chicago, and I'll walk up to the guys and say, man, you guys sound good, and they don't understand the word of English. Yeah. They, you know, the, you know, they can phonetically uh, sing the songs, and, and know what to put, what, where, when to put it there. So I'm, you know, yeah. I, I'm very, very uh, happy to, to um, be able to go to these places and and be a guest of people's countries. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I run a blues club in Melbourne, and uh, we have a, a young Korean guy that comes in. He uh, great guitarist. He, he doesn't speak much English, but I said he speaks the blues. And uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. And, uh, amazing stuff. Well, look, uh, thanks for giving us some time, uh, Joe Louis, um, and we really appreciate it uh, on, on the show, and um, we'll be getting the, the message out and about so uh, people can uh, get to see you at, at, at this year at Byron, and, um, and I'm sure they're going to look forward to some great shows, so I really appreciate your time. Well, thank you for having me. I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, I've been uh, talking with Joe Louis Walker about his uh, trip out to Byron Bay, uh, two uh, exclusive shows there, Easter 2018. Make sure you can get a long time now, it's going to be a good thing. I've been uh, cutting some music in, here's one nice like a cat. Yeah, Joe Louis. You're on Salty Dog Blues and Roots. Uh, get down to the mothership, www.salty.com.au for about 200 interviews and uh, about 1,000 hours of uh, podcasts. Yeah. Yeah.